Here we go, episode 207 of Living Off the Land. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Uh, I'm Dan, here with Steve. And then uh, I should have played the Eminem drop. Um, we have a guest tonight. Uh, first time in a while that he's been on the show. Former host of the show. Ryan Donathan is here. Ryan. How we doing? Oh, and I didn't. Sc- back in I had action, whole, baby. I had a whole thing set up, and I just <laughs> forgot. I was going to play the applause. I was going to play you know, all this other crap. I had it. Li- li- play uh, like, well, like Return of the Mac or something? Yeah. Uh, that or the. Uh, God, it's just, I'm really bad. I need Jimmy back to be the producer. <laughs> we, yeah, we need our producer extraordinaire. Oh, man. Well, welcome back, Ryan. Well, yeah. Hey, Thank thanks. You. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Appreciate good you to be picking back. me up there. It, just, it all worked out kind of out of nowhere, and I, it, I'm very happy yeah, that it did. Ryan and I were supposed to go get drunk, and then and, I was like, hey, come be on the podcast. <laughs> yep. And, well, then, and then I bailed on dinner anyway because yeah, I've been right. I'm on spring break and I'm well, I texted Dan this earlier. I was like, yeah, spring break. I'm supposed to feel like rejuvenated and relaxed. And all I've been doing is running around with a bunch of errands and stressed out and I'm behind on grading and blah, 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 blah. And it's just I've been a hot mess all day. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> but, okay. but hey, we're here. That's all right. And the, I'm uh, happy to be here. The uh, get a beer too. the meeting that I had after work was supposed to happen uh, later than it, than I anticipated. I got a phone call. Uh, like right after work, and uh, so it wouldn't have worked anyway. Okay, so, there we go. So if we had gone, the stars had aligned. Yeah, if we had, if like, we had gone, I'd had to peace out like right away. So <laughs> All right, well, wrote good. the biggest check of my life today. Nice. What are we doing? I'm uh, getting some work done on the house. Nice. We'll talk about that at a later not date. So good for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like cool, but hurts not. now, but it it should help later. Fair enough. But uh, but yeah. So well, let's talk about what matters here. What are you guys drinking? Uh, whatever Ryan brought. Uh, Snow Surfer from Platform Beer Company. It is, this sounds, you know, as much as I love the craft beer world, sometimes, you know, they just say things that are just ridiculous. Yeah, what the heck? Snow Surfer? Snow Surfer. I don't hate the name. Yeah. And I love the the packaging. Full on, 100% the marketing, like, on this one worked. The colors on the, on the box, like, mm-hmm. stood out. Literally, I was like, oh, hey, those are cool colors. And I looked at the beer and I grabbed it. That was my thought process. Yeah. Oddly appropriate um, for the start of this week. Yeah, which, oh. what a joke. What an absolute joke the we past need to two talk, days have we been. Need to, we need to talk about it. I, 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 uh, we have a meteorologist, basically, on, our, <laughs> on the podcast. We need to talk about what the hell is going on yeah. outside. This is, yeah, absurd. But this is a, a cold India pale ale. I don't know why. I feel like I only what's drink cold. cold. What's the cold? I don't know. Like, yeah. Is it brewed cold? Like I, I have no idea. Maybe it says hmm. it say on the side. I will say though, box. it has uh, uh, adjunct kumquat flavor. We yeah. all know that's why Ryan picked it up. It is, uh, yeah. Ryan's a cold, big fan of the kumquat. Cold IPA with natural Ew. flavors that are apparently kumquat, fruity, and frosty. Uh, Frosted tip. I don't know what frosty tastes like exactly. I feel like it would be better if it was like a little bit more ice cold. I feel like this has been sitting for a minute, so that's you know my fault. Uh, I couldn't tell you what a kumquat is or what it looks like or what it tastes like, but apparently it's kind of like this. Some sort of fruit, I think. Yeah, tropical-ish kind of fruit, but it's good. I I like it. It it this is fairly indistinguishable from just about any of the other millions of IPAs that you've seen floating around the city, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, It oddly. Like there's the floral patterns on the can, it kind of tastes a little floral mm-hmm. on the back end. 
There's that little bit of um I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, so something. anyway, kumquat <laughs> is a genus of evergreen shrubs or trees that are native to East Asia. They grow tart orange fruits. They look you like You could have given me a thousand guesses and I would not have gotten that Can right. Can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> yeah. Evergreen makes sense. Hoppy, right. piney. Right. I get, you know, similar family. <coughs> That's fair. Right. Yeah. But I like it. This is good. Yeah. It's good choice. Platform, yeah. We're, we're trying. Platform, we're trying. You know, you know, name of this beer aside, the the taste and the floral prints and the and the springy colors. We're trying to will this good weather out of the yeah out of uh, Mother Nature because she is smacking us around right it now. It looks like it's and, and Steve, you'll be able to tell us if this is accurate or not. But I think that it's supposed to get nicer and much warmer by the end of the week and weekend. Yeah, but the it, past couple days have been. We a might joke. hit. We might get into the 80s on Saturday. Unbelievable. We are riding the roller coaster. This could be some like end of day stuff. I'm not trying is, to be like too crazy here, right? but like <laughs> right? that is not unusual for April. April really is just throw a dart at it. Is it, it could just, be anything? Is it just me or? Does it feel like we're getting more precipitation this spring than usual? Uh, definitely more than an average year, although I'd say that's I still that's haven't been, cut my grass. Yeah. I have not either. And and, you, and if you look at my backyard, I'm not cutting my backyard for at least another week. Swamp, I'm sure. Yeah. The trend has been in recent years for there to be more precipitation not only in spring but also in summer too. Hmm. Uh it's you know like I know April is always a crazy month in this time like like this time of year in this part of the world I get it but I feel like we're going more extreme. It's not just like it's kind of goofy and it flutters between like low 40s and like low 70s. Like we're I feel like the extremes are getting further and further apart. Everything every season aside from fall has been getting more extreme. Yeah. If you look at the winter for example, our winters when we get snow now, we don't get snow as much as we used to, but when we do get it, it comes we in bunches, like 8, 10, yeah. 12 inches or, or more at a time. Yeah, we ruined, had, we it, had two the last two winters running, it's been like that. We had we had two days in January where, one, we got like 16. I know I did here. In, Martin in, Luther King Day. In P Heights, we got like 16 inches, and then like a week Six. later, oh. we had like another 12. The, this winter, February, absolutely ruined my – Okay, so I get it. High school algebra, people aren't super stoked. I get it. <laughs> but, like, I literally, I'm not kidding. We, like, we were, I was commiserating with some of my coworkers. We were literally in school for just, a, like, it was, like, a day less than half of what we were supposed to be. Like, yeah. we lost half of a month. Like, my kids were already, we were already behind, right? I'm playing catch up from all the COVID. No one learned anything in online math, right? Right. Uh, and then February was like, nah, we're not doing this. Like, we, we didn't have a full week of school for five straight weeks it was unreal That's the amount wild. of time that we had off between there was like one or two planned things for some construction but outside of that it was all that all that snow just kicked our asses crazy and i didn't get a damn thing done <laughs> february <laughs> oh, it oh it's wild the yeah. weather man yeah. the weather yeah. in ohio mm-hmm. uh so yeah this beer yeah um, but the we're, beer, st- nice. we're still we're, we're still rating beers here yeah, so okay. oh well, well i've been rating yeah. beer steve doesn't drink <laughs> right so it's funny. It's funny, you know. Um, so we used to rotate uh, who would buy the beer. So it's me every week, yeah. and I drink. So you and usually there's there there would be three at least three of us beer drinkers. And going back to when Jimmy was here, it'd be four of us. Mm-hmm. So we would take down that six pack no problem <laughs> in a normal episode. Now I'm I, I have it. And I'm drinking one or two, and then just throwing it in the fridge. 
And like I've been having to like invite my brothers over just so <laughs> like, they can you, drink my you beer. You gotta like <laughs> clean out my fridge, man. Yeah. I've I, I, I swear, like not anymore. Like I have a lot of it cleared out. But I had at one point I probably had like seven or eight like partial sixes in my fridge. Yeah, just I'm, like I believe that. Anybody want anybody you wants know, beer? You know you come do on is over. Just go do like uh, go to your favorite spot that does like a build your own six pack. Yeah, and just get like two of three true. different beers and just sit on those. That's and, true. And just ration them for the week. Or Could do that. that. You yeah. know, you got seven or eight partial six packs. I mean, you're almost like your own microbrewery or right. your own your own <laughs> hey, you know beverage what? at hey, that point. You know what? Reselling? You know what? Yeah. Quit making jokes and start drinking beer. Yeah, there you, or that. <laughs> shout out Max Beverage. We shout you out. That's day. right. That's where I always get my beer. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What are we going with here? What's What's the rating? Um. Yeah, it's beer. Uh, let's say six eight. All right. I'd get it again if it was on tap. Hmm. I wouldn't go out of my way for it. Yeah. I like it. It's a. It's a. It's a casual enjoy it. You sound like you're trying to be nice right now. A little bit. I'm. I'm. I, you were. He was. He was the Russian judge. I was always the Russian judge. He I'm always was the Russian leaf. judge. I'm trying to be. No. I. It's. Well, you gave your score, so yeah, you can't take I, it back. I'm not taking it back. No. I. I think that big picture, it's like depending on the day, depending on your mood, you could have called it anything in the sixes, and I would have like not fought you on it. I think like, yeah, I feel good about six eight right now. Okay. I feel good about six eight. It's good. I would drink it on tap somewhere, but I would I don't need to go buy another six pack of it. Yeah. Okay. Um you're actually slightly nicer than me. Mm. I'm gonna go six five. Okay. It's just like what I was talking about with like that floral taste on the back end, mm-hmm. I, I still can't describe it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a paleness to it or and again i'm i'm speaking out of my butt because i i don't know like beer terms i just does it taste good yeah do i do i like the the style of it yeah blah blah that that's me yeah um i don't i i it's hard for me to really get into the minutia of the uh the chemistry or the technology of making beer because i've never done i've i've made home kit beers before mm-hmm. but like the understanding of what goes into what to make it taste like what and like you know uh back Gosh, a while ago now, we had John Passo on, who's a uh, 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 a brewer. Um, he would talk about the tannins and, <laughs> and all that stuff. Don't know what that means, but, you know, they're there. Uh, so, yeah, did I say what – did I give a score yet? You did. You said 6-5. Six, 6-5, five. Six, five, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, it, it's would in the same – Would you drink it again? Same yeah. idea, like you wouldn't go out of your way for it? But. Yeah, like, I mean, it, we're, we're sitting here talking. I might have a second one. Yeah. Um, yeah, if it's on draft, you know, like we always say, draft beer is always better than canned yeah, or bottled beer. you're always going to enjoy that more. So, um, you know, if I see it somewhere, if I go up to platform and it's there, you know, might might uh, give it a whirl. I haven't been to platform. That That's a stop I should do sometime soon. It's a great been. spot when it's warm when the and the nice. patio is open. Yeah. They have yeah. a great patio. Yeah. Great. I like um, so shout out nice. to platform. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate you guys making this uh, Snow Surfer cold IPA, whatever that means. I would yeah. like to uh, know what that means, but... Yeah. Uh, it's a fruity, frosty kumquat beer. <laughs> anyway. Snow surfer is exactly what the weather is this week. We are going from snow directly almost into summer. So, like, whoever made the choice in this beer, Ryan, good choice. Yeah, I definitely thought that when I picked this beer. Oh yeah, he, he. <laughs> I literally, I'm like, ooh, pretty colors. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like, I like the. He box. had a whole, he had a whole plan put together. He's oh, like, all right, I gotta yeah, get something. But it it worked like out. It was just, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, he went to the store and he was like, oh, look at that. Yeah. 
And speaking of the weather again this morning, on so I know I'm on spring break, but we still have football lifts. On the way in, people, I, I don't understand how we function in in society. Oh anymore. God, it's like, like we. Yeah. I understand there's snow that's coming down. Don't drive like an absolute maniac. Yeah. But to drive like 45 with your hazards on. Yeah. It's just it on a, highway. It was, it was a bit overkill. Yeah. yeah. On 71, I, I was going ballistic, and yeah. I wasn't even late. I was just annoyed. I was. I had plenty of time. I knew I did. Yeah. It's I very was just annoying. so annoyed with stupid people on the road. Yeah. People who drive really slowly, oh. particularly when making lane merges or when they're first getting onto highways off of on ramps. Yep. They seriously cause so many situations where they are causing danger to others. Yeah. The the absolute yeah. worst and my big you know what? One of these episodes we're going to do top pet peeves. Mm. My biggest pet peeve is when somebody is on like a uh, it's turning onto a residential street from a like a main road, <laughs> turning right and they almost slow down to zero to make the turn. Wow. It's like you asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Like get the hell off the road. I, I, yeah, I, that that drives me nuts. But it's to me, what's worse is people cruising. Like, if you're gonna go the speed limit, don't you dare touch the left lane. Stay right. out of the left. If you're on the highway. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. And going the speed limit. Absolutely. I will run you off the road <laughs> with zero regard for my vehicle or yours. I will with run, no regard yeah. for human life. <laughs> I, I will do it. Like I'm. At this point, like I don't care. I yeah. will get up on you. I'm hundred percent with get you. Get out of the way. Hundred percent with you. I'm slowly morphing into this yeah. crotchety eight-year-old man. Road, I have really bad road rage. Oh, it drives me crazy. The state highway patrol will ticket you if you are going below the speed limit. There was a line. there was a yeah. guy. There Good. was a guy. Yes, uh, was it yesterday or two days ago? Two days ago, I think. Um, was following a uh, semi and was turning left onto. He was on snow. I was on Stump Road. Mm-hmm. No. No, I was on 130th. It was 130th in snow, and I was going to turn onto snow. So I was in the turn lane, and this guy was behind a semi that was turning onto 130th from snow. And the semi truck starts turning as the light's yellow. So by the time the semi gets through, it's it's green for me. And this idiot in like a Saturn whatever <laughs> is like just tailing him and it's just stopped as the you know, because sometimes when when uh trucks turn they you know they they turn it too quickly so then people in the turn lane have to back up to let him yeah. in because you know they're gonna hit whatever. So this guy was making sure the the semi was making sure he wasn't gonna hit me. So he's he's slowing down. I don't see the guy in the Saturn behind him because I'm not paying attention. I see it's yellow. It's about to turn to green. I'm like, all right, when this semi goes, I'm going. And this, this, uh, this Saturn guy's just sitting there waiting for the, and, and I go, uh, I go, uh, uh, I roll my window down. I'm like, uh, way to go through the red light. Jackass. This guy looked like if we were to get out of the car, if we were to get out of the car, he would shoot me. Oh, shh. Like he was one of those guys, yeah. and I was yeah. just like, "All right, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm out. Just yeah. zip it along there. Yeah, because I, I was in the. Tur- <laughs> Luckily, there was nobody in the lane to my right, so I kind of like veered off to get around him to go yeah. because you know me, I don't like waiting. So I was yeah. just like, yeah. so I'm like, come on, you jackass! And he just rolls. He's like, bump you yeah. and all this stuff. I'm like, I'm like, okay, you look scary. All I'm right. gonna go. That's enough of that. We're gonna yeah. just. Go. So anyway, I don't know how we're getting out of this, but anyway. Well, uh, as a six eight six five uh, for the beer, beer of the week. <laughs> Appreciate it, platform. There you go. Platform beer company, of course, forty one twenty five Lorraine Road, right uh, 
Can right always, at the corner, uh, right around the border of Ohio City and Detroit Shoreway. Can always count on Steve for the particulars. Yep. Um, right so. near uh, Gingy Noodle Bar. If you really like ramen, highly ah. recommend. I'm probably saying mm. it wrong. But Inter- interesting. Noodles. Yeah, noodles. <laughs> noodles. <laughs> Beer and it's noodles ramen. this weekend, it works. It's yeah. fancy ramen. It's it going to be 80 degrees. I, that does, I, does not seem like it could possibly be based every on what sing, it is right every, now. But Every single patio in the city needs to be open this weekend. Oh, it it's it's going to be a bumper weekend. And I no swear, doubt. and I know that, and I know it's wet right now, but if it's 80 on Saturday, I meant to text you, and I'm going to text my brothers. If we're not on a golf course on Saturday <laughs> or Sunday, I'm going to lose my mind. We'll see what Scarlett has to say about that. But uh, <laughs> you can we'll, bring her along. We'll she's that. she's been on a podcast now. She can just she can sit in the she can sit in the back. Yeah, bin you might have the... possibly heard her on on Friday night. She was actually pretty well behaved for for yeah. much of that time. She was actually in the podcast room with Dan and I. For yeah, a you had to hold her because you tried to put her uh, down on the couch and she wouldn't have it. No, she wouldn't have it. So <laughs> I I literally had to hold her for the remaining like yeah. the last thirty five minutes of the show. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, she was very unhappy because the Cavs <laughs> lost, which I mean I was. Oh, yeah, too. we're gonna get to a little so, bit later, but. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh let's get to know another neighborhood. Yeah. So Dan, that move that you were talking about with the road rage and everything, that was in Palm Heights. <laughs> I might not want to do that in tonight's uh, neighborhood here. Uh, Ryan, oh, first God, of all, let me ask you. Uh, yeah. Where are you a teacher? Uh, Benedictine High School. Okay. Well, East East that, Well, it just so happens that tonight. Oh boy. We're <laughs> going to talk about Woodland Hills neighborhood. Oh, oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ryan right, knows yeah. it well. Uh, yeah. Yes. This neighborhood mm, is mm, on the mm, southeast mm. side of Cleveland. It is bordered on the east by Buckeye Shaker, and yep. on the west by Kinsman, and on the north by University Circle. It's kind of like a little ravine area that you know is sort of a natural dividing line between University Circle and Woodland Hills. But uh, yeah, on the north end, it's Mount Overlook Avenue. On the west, uh, Woodhill Road and East 93rd Street. On the south is Kinsman Avenue, and on the east is East 116th Street. Yeah, you were literally talking out of it. my neighborhood. That's, that's, that's yep. Benny. Benedictine High School is literally right smack down. Like, if you had a, a dartboard, it would literally be dead bullseye yep. of this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right at the corner of Buckeye and, oh, what is that road right there? East 110th. Um, more or less. So to the to the north of that is largely area that is used by the, the Cuyahoga Metropolitan Housing Authority for public housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the south, you have more uh, traditional neighborhood area. And then at the far south end of the neighborhood is where you have your largest uh, green space parkland on the, in- the east side of Cleveland outside of University Circle, and that's the Luke Easter Park, yep. which runs along Kinsman and East 116th. C.C. Sabathia Field. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Dedicated. Really? Yeah, dedicated. Mm-hmm. For, that's where we play our home games. Dedica- Interesting. Dedicated to CC Sabathia. Nice. People still call it the Luke because it's been Luke Easter Park for a million years. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like CC Sabathia Field at Luke Easter Park or something yeah, like that. Like Progressive Field. It's Jake. still the Q to me. It's, 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 it's still, it, yeah, yeah, it's or, still or the, the Jake. Jake to me. Yeah. It's still real to me, it's, damn yeah. it. <laughs> 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 oh, I love wrestling. <laughs> So, I mean, that's really the – it's going to be a short segment tonight. I mean, that really is the, the short of it. There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of commercial activity in this neighborhood. Um, it's the, it's not – the Opportunity Corridor sort of runs off to the west. It's, it's not part of this neighborhood, and then it doesn't touch any highways. There's not really a lot of impetus for major businesses to want to locate there, quite frankly. Nah. Um, there is one plaza off of East 116th and Buckeye, but it's mostly like – 
you know, lower are end. There. You know, Little Caesars is there. <laughs> so well, I got there a, there I got, you go. I got a hot and ready there every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> My so. diet's going great. Your, your toilet's <laughs> going to have a hot and ready. Yes, so. sir. Um, that Opportunity Corridor, by the way, is really nice because when I started the school year, it wasn't open yet. And then at some point throughout the fall or early winter, it, it opened up. And it saves me a solid amount of time instead of having to, like, goof around and take, like – 55th and, and and mess around with other stuff it's absolutely enormous if you're yeah. tra- if you're commuting to anywhere on the east or southeast side of the city it's it's Highly a godsend yeah it really is it's a game changer so i mean that's what we're talking about because a couple weeks ago we did fairfax neighborhood and mm. we were talking about how meyer is now going in in fairfax yeah there are meyers going in everywhere they're eliminating that you know whole food deserty area which is also gonna you know they put one far in. from this woodland hills neighborhood that they're they're, they're going to be pretty well serviced by that. They put a mire in uh, Seven Hills. They put one in in Brunswick. I think Brunswick was getting one too. Uh, right? They're putting one in. Yeah, I think it's open. It might not be. I'm not sure. There's but one in Avon already. It it's been there for a I mean, while. They've, been, they've yep. been all around us for a while now, for years. Yeah, I mean, well, that was the main like grocery store that that we had in Bowling Green was Meyer. Yeah, yeah. Meyer, Kroger, and Walmart. Same in uh, in Dayton too. For yeah. when I was in college, it was the exact same three. It was Kroger, it was Meyer. I might be going to Dayton in a couple weeks. By oh, the way, get out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my. Uh, my cousin uh, Marcus, who plays baseball at VCU, are they coming up? They're to play playing. Dayton? They're playing Dayton uh, end of the month, so Good. might be going oh, on Dayton. Yeah, that'd be cool. Marcus had a had a like a had a three hit five RBI day the other day. Oh, buddy! Good yeah, so he's a he he's a he's a freshman and he's he started. He's raking. Yeah, he's. I mean, for a freshman, he's playing really well. Shout out Marcus if you're listening to this, but uh, yeah. So another uh, another tangent, but yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of baseball cool. talk during this segment. I wasn't expecting that. It's baseball cool. season, baby. It's cool. Yeah. The the Indians, Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get on to that next. Just just to kind <laughs> of. By the, oh, by the way, have you heard the song? We can talk about that when we talk about the Guardians. <laughs> you haven't heard the song? No, I, unfortunately, I. Oh, haven't. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's something. It, it is. Yeah. I, we'll to, talk about it. To, yeah. to sum it up, <laughs> I know you have thoughts. Oh, uh, so many. To sum it up, that's Woodland Hills. That's our 10th neighborhood in Cleveland. And you can put it on, on the board. <laughs> yes. Do you get the reference? I do not. So that's the Chicago. Uh, why we're quoting the Chicago White Sox radio announcer, I don't oh, know. Okay. But anytime, <laughs> anytime the White Sox hit a home run, that's what that's his home run call. You can put it on the board. Yes. But I don't. I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know why we're doing that. I don't know either. But I, mean, I tell you what. Speaking of again, this, again, stretch here. But thinking baseball announcers. I uh, introduced some of my students the other day to Tom Hamilton. I was like, "You guys know Tom Hamilton, right?" They're like, "What? Who?" And I'm like, first of all, I hate all of you. <laughs> Second of all, yeah, right. I'm well, going no, to listen, learn you a little bit about them. This real is quick. literally just an example of how baseball has just effed everything up the yes. last like the last Tom like, Hamilton decade, twenty years. When he gets excited, I get goosebumps. Oh. And it makes me want to run through a wall. Oh so my I, gosh! I pulled up it's on the my, best. Him, him and Donovan. Yes. I pulled it up on my smart board. I pulled up some YouTube clips of uh, some of the top, some of my favorite Tom Hamilton calls um, from several years ago, actually against the White Sox. That Jason Giambi Yes, walk-off. that's his best one ever. I'm literally getting goosebumps just thinking about it right now. Yes. And I play this for my kids, and I'm literally, I'm like, I'm cheesing ear to ear. I'm getting goosebumps as I'm showing them, and I look at them, and they're like, yeah, okay. And they're just like, they're all, they're all shoulders. <laughs> and I'm like, Again, the be- I hate all of you right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is yeah, this is just a microcosm of the problem of baseball and how they're just horrible at marketing. Like they're, they're not terrible. they're, they're terrible. not reaching kids. No. And kids in it's funny. It's Major League Baseball. It's an American sport. They do fine reaching Latin American kids. They do fine reaching uh, uh, you know, Asian kids with Japan and yeah. Korea. Yeah. 
Um, but they can't reach kids in the in America, uh, in the United States. I just I. <sighs> and they've done an especially terrible job of reaching African American kids. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, most of uh, most of the uh, uh, players that you would dub to be of African descent are from Latin speaking, you yeah. know, Latin American countries like mm-hmm. the Dominican Republic, for instance. Right. Yeah, Cuba, it's just Dominican, Puerto Rico. Yeah, that, but that's that's you know what you just said. That's just a microcosm of yeah, how they, yeah, baseball is just getting lapped by talk- football and even basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not even. I would argue soccer too. You. It's. I don't think not here. Not no not, 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 inter- not, not yet. But the, I, in terms of its marketing to certain groups, that's where well, I'm going with that. I mean, baseball. Yeah, soccer is still fighting to 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 really take hold in America. But I I would say it's on the up and up, and baseball on its is, way down. Yeah, it is they're, to they're the infinity degree of how popular soccer is in this country compared to. Like when we were kids. Like when we were kids, we grew up in we grew up in Strongsville. Strongsville. It's like, did you play soccer when you were a kid? A little, yeah, like yeah, like Steve played soccer yeah. when he was a kid. I played soccer. If if you grew up in Strongsville, you played soccer when you were a kid. Yeah. Now maybe you only played a couple years because you played and you're like, I hate this or I'm not any good, whatever, and I'm I'm done, I'm out. But Me. it was like a foregone conclusion. But yeah, like same. yeah, like <laughs> like when like if you're a kid and you grow up like the uh, Strongsville Soccer Association, they do an incredible job of of getting kids into their system, and then you know they they whittle themselves out whether yeah. you know for that. But I mean, in Strongsville, they host an Adidas camp. They yeah, have, they it's have a national. Steve, Steve's, they, they, Steve's the Adidas brother, national showcase every year, late my, July every year. My brother Anthony, Steve's brother, who played all throughout high school, varsity goalkeeper. Um, yeah, it's it's a national showcase. Strongsville girls, especially. The, oh my the, gosh, the boys are good fantastic. too, but the girls are even better. Incredible. Um, How many state championships in the last? Numerous. Yeah, yeah. At least a couple. But, uh, but yeah. So Yeah, more tangents. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> baseball stays laying eggs. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're going to talk about it more when we focus on the Guardians in a little Ugh. bit. But, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let, let's, let's dive right in. Not, not to get all uh, – I was going to say grim, but it's not grim. Not to get all – well, now it's really getting weird. Are they are they playing today? By the way, sounds. who the uh, hell no. knows? They, they, no, they were postponed yesterday, and they were postponed today. By the way, <laughs> and I mentioned this during the opening series. Thank goodness Mother Nature had her little temper tantrum yesterday and today, True. and not over the weekend because Major League Baseball. And I know that the schedule was all screwed up because they, they had the, they had the uh, delay the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, but yeah. there is no way. The team from the National League should be playing up here in April, unless if it was like the Reds. That is it, because you could conceivably reschedule because you have a second series against yeah. them. Anyone else? It's a nightmare having to come back. If yeah, you have why rain the out San Francisco? Out. Why the why? San Francisco Giants were scheduled to come here in April makes in, no in, sense. And not vice versa. Terrible. It still doesn't Listen, make. Listen, if you live northern, if, yes, I think you and I are about to say the same thing. Northern you, and uh, you know, basically. Teams that are from a cold climate in the in the in the month of months of March and April, you shouldn't host a game, right? I don't care if it's a three week road trip. Go play on the West Coast and in the South for the first like three weeks of the season. Maybe like the last weekend in April or something. Get me to May, yeah. Get me to May, and then you can come play home games. Like I understand, maybe it's a little bit of a. It'll be grind. It'd be a a yeah, but later in the later in the season, you're playing all your home games. It'll come back around. Like it, it helps. Not only does it it helps. It'll help uh, you not have to cancel games, but also 
it'll help you make it'll help those northern clubs make more money because right now if the indians let's say let's say the the, the last two days it didn't snow but it was still bitterly cold and they they played the games yeah. they'd have less than 10,000 people at those games if you play those games in july you have a chance of having 25 to 30,000 people at those yeah. games and you're making more money cuz if nothing else it's it a doesn't nice make day sense. let's go have a hot dog and a beer and a baseball sit in the sun. just common sense just escapes uh, Major League Baseball. It just does. I think it's because they're still making enough money off their TV deals that they really don't care. It well, yeah, feels that, like they don't care about the day-to-day. I, yeah. I, I know that that's, 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 thing. A, that's an over-dramatization on my part, but it really feels like they don't give a rip right. because they, they got their TV deals, they've got their online money, they've got their ESPN, they got all these things, right? They got online betting, gambling is taking off, big, big, big money, which is, yeah, again, great. Let's go. But like... I'm only going to bet just, five bucks yeah. a game, but let's go. <laughs> yeah, but that's the fun of it, though. It's like I'm not like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not one of those like degenerate gamblers yeah. where I'm going to put like like I'm not going to mortgage oh, a mortgage yeah, right. on a game or whatever. You bet but, like, like you bet like five five two, games five right. eight bucks. Every you bet once like in a while. five games in a night, and you bet five bucks each game. Yeah. You lose all of them, but you hit one, you break even. Yeah, and that hit on that one is a high or, or, yeah. that you're not going to be able to get no unless one, like yeah, no one cares like it, big yeah. picture it's like or, or what i'll do is i love like i'll string a bunch of absurd parlays together and 99 <laughs> oh, of the time parlay donovan yeah they're not gonna hit right like i do i do stupid crap. he's the parlay yeah. prince baby but it's like if i put five bucks dot on this weird six you know, leg parlay and then all yeah. of a sudden if, <laughs> if god forbid one actually hits like you want i got 18 bucks now you want to like, know how vegas <laughs> makes their money that guy right there odds. yeah it's like I, I i've like i don't really buy yeah, like put lotto lot. tickets i don't really but like every once yeah. in a while i'll go spend 20 bucks on scratch offs yeah. because it's like a weird it's like a fun thing that yeah you, you make do with the like, like even even if you don't make your money back but you scratch something off that says you win yeah, five you, bucks you you're like a sweet little, little thrill of the of the yeah. scratch yeah, it's a little adrenaline stupid parlay. sidebar yeah. it was easter this past sunday yes. and at easter and christmas every every time in my family we put scratch offs underneath the plates nice. at the dinner and so we all do scratch offs after we eat the dinner. So and nobody won this time. Uh, so you know, oh for people, nine. <laughs> people talk about adrenaline rushes. Yeah. I don't like roller coasters, so I don't ride roller coasters. You know what I do? I do scratch offs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twenty bucks on scratchers. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's fantastic. <laughs> Whoever bought those scratch offs two uh, days ago was out forty-five bucks. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> Ryan has not been on the podcast in about four months now. A minute, yeah. And uh, he's also. If you follow the show, which I'm sure if you follow the show, you follow Ryan on Twitter. He's <laughs> he's he's dead on social I took, media. He's I, dead. I, I took I took a break. Uh, <laughs> Twitter. He, he's gone. Yeah, it, it's, I still have it. I see you on Instagram every once in a while. I, I'm I'm yeah. I'll do Instagram more than I will. Uh, yeah. Twitter. That's that's for sure. Um, Twitter itself is just. It got to a point where, like. Oh, it's horrible. I felt it's, myself getting sucked in, and yes. I, I, I would, I, I didn't have the self control to just look at a thing and keep scrolling. Yeah, I would like look at a thing and then ruminate and click and then go down the thread and look at the rabbit hole and like see the yeah. people. And it's like I, even if I wasn't engaging, even if I was just like lurking, like watching somebody fight or whatever, it just felt. I just, I, I just, I was like, I got to get out of here. It took, it, I needed a break. I somehow, some way. Morgan uh, built up the strength to not get involved in the Baker Wars. Good because if I holy still, yeah, so if there's I was still not outside of this, outside of like politics. Yeah, there's not a more divisive place than Brown's Twitter talking about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, there's not. Which and we haven't talked about Baker a lot lately. And I, I, I what a segue. Whole, the whole thing. What a what Ooh, a baby. what a hot yeah. mess. What a what a situation. Not only just that, like like, see, here's here's where I. 
and, and I want to I want to get your thoughts on what you thought about the uh, the whole uh, Deshaun Watson acquisition and and everything that goes in because well I mean there's <laughs> but anyway things how 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 is it so Browns that we've been wallowing in the desert for three decades basically since all of us have been alive looking for a franchise quarterback yeah and we finally got a like. You know, you can talk whether whether or not you could see Baker being one of that. He showed flashes, blah, blah, blah. There's no argument that on the field, Deshaun Watson is a franchise-changing, leading, championship-caliber quarterback. There's just no. He was, he was just – the things he was able to do in a godforsaken franchise known as the Houston Texans – hi, Jordan yeah. – um, <laughs> yep. is incredible. Now, everything that's happened in the last year and a half or so – notwithstanding is it how how is it so browns that we finally got that guy unequivocally the guy a guy that you're going to go to the playoffs with and you're probably going to stand toe to toe with the Mahomeses with the with the Josh Allens with the uh now Russell Wilson um Justin Herbert even though he's never been in the playoffs but everybody wants to crown him that's another story <laughs> you want um, crown and crown exactly <laughs> Steve's just a human soundboard there we go. Um, <laughs> how is it that we finally got that guy, and it's being marred by so much freaking con- controversy, as they say across the pond? Controversy. I mean, yeah, I mean that's it's so Browns. That's what we do. We can't have nice well, things. Okay, so I'm gonna say a thing, and this is maybe harsh. Do the thing. I don't think we, as an organization, whether it's right or wrong, I'm not. Opinions are opinions, right? Like, everyone's got one. Right. Just like assholes. I don't want to hear about it. But, like, big picture, I don't think there's a world in which the Browns land in free agency, a quarterback the caliber of Deshaun Watson, unless there's a big, fat asterisk or stipulation. I really just think it's that simple. Whether it's the weather, like, literally, it's like, no, I want to play in a dome or in the south. Okay, that's one thing. Or the history of what the Browns have been with quarterbacks. Like, I know a lot of guys will say, like, during the draft process, Baker said all the right things, just like everybody else has always said the right things, where I can be the guy to turn it around and I'm not afraid of the pressure and this, that, and the other. Like, big picture, if you're a free agent stud yeah. and you've got the option to go damn near wherever you want, pending maybe, like, some team that's in salary cap hell or whatever, mm-hmm. you're probably going to go to an organization that's got a, a better history of stability. He, in his situation – is in a pickle. He's yeah. got all this legal stuff. Some teams don't want to touch it. Um, yada, yada, yada. Now, in this case, it worked out because whether he wanted to come to Cleveland or not, and for a while it sounded like not, mm-hmm. but when you throw gobs and gobs and gobs of money that is fully guaranteed, yeah, all of a sudden you don't care about playing in the cold so much. Yeah, here's... Or you don't care about the history of what quarterbacks have done in Cleveland so much. It's like, yeah. you know what? For 200 and whatever, 40, 50, whatever it was. 230. 230? Yeah. All guaranteed. Yeah. An NBA contract, basically. Yeah. yeah. Just so, silly, goofy money. Here's where, um, no, in a normal circumstance, I would completely agree with you. Um, I actually think that Deshaun Watson took more of a risk coming to an organization like Cleveland with all of the baggage that he has. Because I think if you have yeah. all of that baggage, wouldn't you want to go to a more stable organization? Yeah, well, that's a good point. I didn't really and I think, think – yeah. I, I think big picture, more than anything, money talked. I think this was – And that's where I was going. The overwhelming 
the overwhelming thing for me yeah. was full. I mean, like, remember a couple years ago when Kirk Cousins got like, was it 80? He was like three years. Three 80, years, like 90 million. 80 or 90, full guarantee. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's crazy. Yeah, which, by the way, <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of that, like the revisionist history of some of these media members to say like, oh, Deshaun Watson signs the first ever fully guaranteed contract in the NFL. No, he didn't. No, he said maybe one, is it the, the the biggest fully is it guaranteed? The, is it the first five year fully guaranteed contract? Yeah. Sure, but Kirk Cousins signed the first fully guaranteed yeah. contract. And for the record, I'm fine with players getting fully guaranteed money. Absolutely, I'm I'm, t- I'm very pro. I that. am I am so to the point. You know, I've and and we've talked about it back. Um, you know, last up when, when we were discussing the Jadavian Clowney signing, we were yeah. we were both like, "Man, I really hope we didn't give him X amount of dollars." Whatever. Yeah. What's the like when we found out we signed him? We're like, "Okay, what's the contract?" Right. I'm so beyond that now. Yeah. I'm like, it's not my money. Right. I don't care. Well, like, look, look at what we just did with Denzel Ward. Right. Denzel Ward just right. got big and time. If, paid. And if you like, if like if if you're a normal fan and you just look at, okay, he got five years, a hundred million dollars. He's making twenty million dollars a year. That's when some of that apprehension maybe like creeps into your mind. Like, holy crap, we're giving a like a, a somewhat injury prone small corner a hundred million dollars. But if you actually like look into the contract and what it is, like his salary cap number this year is like what Watson's is. It's like very little. Right. And then the year after that, the year after that. And by the time it gets to like year four of that contract, if he's pro- if he's produced you're restructuring that contract. Yes. So like, and yeah, if he's it's not. Then it's it sounds cut, cut, like a whole. Later. It sounds like a whole lot of money, but it's to the point mm-hmm. now where it's like, we have a general manager who's proven himself enough to yeah. the point where I'm like, I I really like, Andrew Barry obviously feels like it's 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 good to give that guy that money. Cool, I'm cool with it. It's not my money. You want to fully guarantee a contract to a uh, to a quarterback? Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Well, Go and, ahead. Do it. I don't care anymore. The other thing too, the is money thing just doesn't. Coming off a couple of years of COVID, where the salary cap, this is the the smallest the salary cap will be per mm-hmm. team for a very long time. There's yeah, the a cap's lot about to of explode. New, there's a lot of new money coming in. Yeah, absolutely. And especially now that we've like gotten out of knock on wood. I don't want right. to jinx us here, but like it's we've it's, ridden the wave of COVID in yeah. in, in the shortened um, or ticket sales. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. There's more money coming in. The cap mm-hmm. is only going to blow up from here. New TV like money. Patrick Mahomes deal when it was signed, everyone focused on oh half a billion dollars and like Deshaun Watson's deal, fully guaranteed over two hundred million. They look crazy big right now. Deshaun's gonna average one million dollar more a year than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Just that Mahomes got a ten year contract. Yeah, it's, it's spread out over, Yeah, and it's it's super incentive laden. Yeah. He's not gonna see the full value. But nobody of fi- but nobody talked about that with Patrick Mahomes then because he had just come off of winning a Super Bowl. You could have given him a well, billion dollars and nobody yeah. would but, it's but funny, like with Deshaun, it, we're in, we're in the mud with him right now yeah. because of you know what's he going on on the field. Hasn't played in forever, and oh by the way, he's got. And a obviously, you know, we're on. very sensitive to that. Like I, we did a show about a month ago where, yeah, you know, if we would have gotten Deshaun Watson, Steve, and we would have done a podcast, I would have been running around my house in the street. You remember how he was when we drafted Johnny Effing Manziel? Yep, I remember that. I lost my damn mind. Yeah. If we would have gotten Deshaun Watson, and he wasn't alleged to have done the things that he's alleged to have done like I, you know how we used to talk about they're like they're bonging beers and wherever tonight yeah, right, right i would have been bonging beers on this on this podcast mm. but because of what's allegedly gone on you know it's not only like you have to be sensitive to other people like i'm sensitive to myself like is that something that i want attached to the team that i love most like like i said like we we finally get that quarterback 
quarterback, but at what cost? I mean, part of the reason, I mean, not that we need extra reasons to hate the Steelers and the Ravens, but it was because, and to a lesser extent, the Bengals also, they employed individuals like yeah, Ray know, Lewis, yeah, like yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. like Vontez Perfect, Joe Mixon. You know, these, yeah, Joe Mixon. You know what's funny is, you know what's hilarious is all the crap we've gotten from all the other teams in our division, and it's like, eh, pot calling kettle a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Ro- ben Roethlisberger, oh, the, the, always the Steelers' defense. Oh, he was never charged with anything. Well, well, look, you, look at what's going on. If you want right to play that game legally, right? Deshaun has not yet. Criminally, crimi- he has not. Or, yeah, criminally, no. Or yeah, I should legally. This yeah, civil, civil, civil versus criminal. Yeah. yeah. And then so, you look at the Ravens. Uh, where's the white suit, Ray? The, the most notable Raven of all time, who's in the Hall of Fame. Where's the white tuxedo, yeah. Ray? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. people just Burke people just love the free. Pro, just because yeah. it was twenty years ago, he was he was uh, so, looked at as an accessory to murder. Yeah. This is this is kind of what it comes down to it, for me is like I I don't know how you guys have felt about I have gone back and forth on this thing. Oh, that's I, one of the reasons why I haven't talked about it yeah, except for that day because I don't. So I feel weird about it, right? Because on the one yeah. hand, like I re, I still remember back to when we signed Kareem Hunt and I was like, goo, mm-hmm. kind of weird sort of feelings. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? Like time passes. Yeah. And people forget about some things, or there's a new scandal that takes the the spotlight off of that thing. Yep. All of a sudden, we start winning games. Him and, <laughs> and Nick Chubb, or this dynamic running back duo, and guess what? No one talks about it anymore. Yeah. So like, I kind of feel like a hypocrite because if I were to come out and be like, "Well, I'm not going to root for the Browns, or I'm not going to root for Deshaun Watson yeah. because of X, Y, Z," it's like, well, I've very much been a hypocrite because Kareem Hunt stuff has not prohibited me from rooting for the Browns. True. This whole time, either. I think where it gets a little bit like, like there's different levels of this too. Right. I, like I, I don't mean to like equate. the cream hunt. The cream hunt. Right. Like I'm I'm not here to belittle violence against women. I'm hundred percent not. But Kareem Hunt's was never of like a sexual harass, like a sexual assault right. nature. And again, it's it's very sensitive. Thing. And like you said, it's there's different extents to this. Yeah. Thing. One, like you said, something else happened. You know, he got suspended eight games. He you know what they want to say quote unquote paid his price blah blah right. blah yeah um, i'll never forget the day that that kareem hunt was signed and my mother texted me today was a great day for the browns they solved their woes at kicker what? oh Yikes. i get it <laughs> i get it that took me half a second <laughs> wow Woo. solid one mb that's a solid one coming hot with that yeah. one um yeah i still don't man i you know it's funny it's it's the browns are Either the Browns know something, or they're they're hand to God praying that what Deshaun Watson told them when they met with him is true. Because like they're like we talked about before we started recording, they posted a bunch of social media of him, yeah, you know, QB one, QB one, blah blah, blah, and all this posting pictures of him. And again, if he wasn't marred with all of this stuff. Like, it would be even more than that. Yeah. Think about, like, what, what should be a very exciting thing Yeah, ha- is very much tainted by all of the off-the-field stuff. Right. And there's no getting around that. No. And it's and it's sad because, like, if, if, if any one of it is ultimately true, like, boy, well, it's going to feel so real dirty. That's what I go back to. So I, I kind of got into, like, not a, not a disagreement. We're just a, 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 a healthy and heated conversation with some of my – uh, the other coaches that I work with mm-hmm. about like in, in, about the whole thing. Like, in my mind, like what is what's more like? Is it possible 
that one or even a handful of these women are like making things up or saying things, whatever. Is it possible? Of course. But with the sheer volume of what we're talking about, yeah, or it, what's what's more likely that a couple, of, one or a couple of them, or all of them are making things up? Like I think, it just, it, it's like I think I think I think it can be true on both ends. Yeah. Do I fully be, like this again? This isn't too. Do I fully believe that maybe some one or a few maybe uh, were enticed by this attorney who is like is it's not possible. is not. Uh, very uh straight and narrow i'll say that yeah um to glob onto this in order to increase the number of plaintiffs to make it seem like you know there's no way he couldn't have done something but on the other side do i think that deshaun watson did some creepy things yeah I, I, yeah, I, there's no way that he didn't right? right like like that that couldn't be raised to the level of being proven in a criminal case probably was he is he a creep in his personal life probably i mean you don't visit that many massage therapists and like you know i mean essentially this is similar to like if we all remember what happened was what what went on with robert Kraft down down in florida right it's not you know it might not be that dissimilar Right. Just and again, different. I'm I'm trying so isn't. hard not to minimize anything because I understand how right. serious yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is. Oh, 100 percent. But it's a delicate thing, right? Like very know, very you, rarely you, is it cut and dry. Yeah, and I, of course there are shades of gray. I don't want to come off as dismissive, frankly, in either direction. Like I don't know. Yeah. All of us here, we're, it's all yeah. conjecture. We're so far removed. The problem is, is I don't think we'll ever be able to get past that because, right? Like, like's been said about. Every single uh, case or situation in that, it's he said, she said. Like, it's you can't prove, like, you can't yeah. prove. It's so hard to prove, like, that sort of stuff. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right, right. It's just, it's, and you then, know. So I had a couple of my buddies who were not Browns fans, you know, like, um, out-of-town friends, fantasy football buddies, are asking me, like, so – like when the season finally ro- runs, or, you know, comes around. Like, are you rooting for the Browns? Are you like, how yeah. how do you feel about like you're a diehard, lifelong Browns fan? Does this yeah. change anything for I, you? And I'm like, I have no idea how to answer that question because yeah. in the moment it feels weird, right? And I think about like I I want to see the other guys do well. You know, I like th- that's kind of how I'm at, where I'm at right now. Is it's like, do I need our quarterback to lead the league and? any stat or be a superstar or whatever, not so much. If, if the team is yeah. winning games and other guys, if Nick Chubb is balling out, if Miles mm-hmm. Garrett is balling out, if Denzel Ward's having a year, you know what I mean? Like that, I, I want to root for those guys and that's yeah. what I'll focus on. Yeah. Another thing is like, this is obviously Watson's a high profile character guy. He's a, he's, sure. he's a big name. It's a big case. There's a lot of stuff going on. There are for sure creeps on every single team in the entirety of the hundred percent. That's the, you know what I mean? Like, that's the other side of this is like, if you're rooting, if, if you're going to not oh, root yeah, this for isn't, a yeah. team because of the character of one of the players. Now, yeah. granted, this is a, an important player, a big name player. Right. Uh, and it's not just a weird character thing. It's a lot of stuff. Right. So I get it. But like, if you're looking for, you know, the, the team of, of high moral if you're, characters, right. They, if, that probably, that team probably doesn't yeah. exist. If you're, if you're There's dirt it, balls everywhere. Right, exactly, hundred percent. If you're if you are looking for a team full of choir boys, you're you shouldn't be watching professional sports. Yeah, 
It doesn't matter what it sport it is. Doesn't excuse the crappy behavior. No, not one hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, man, I don't know. It's just uh, I struggle with. I struggle with it a lot, and it's been what a month now since yeah. we've had him. Yeah. He reported to uh, the off-season program today. It was funny. Everybody walking through the snow. John Johnson uh, throwing a snowball at the camera. Yeah. And uh, you know it's funny the uh, the the original thought of why Deshaun Watson turned the Browns down was because of the climate and the weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he showed up for his first official day as a Brown, and it was snowing. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle end of April. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the weather's ridiculous. And uh funny enough, certain certain somebody was not there. No, and I'm glad because <laughs> Yeah, and who I the just, heck would expect him to be? No, and I, personally I think that even if he was still the quarter going to be the quarterback, I don't know that he would have showed up today anyway, just because he's still rehabbing his shoulder. True. True. So and he wasn't at this stuff last year. Yeah. Um so I don't yeah. know. I'm not I'm not sure. I have no idea. Where do you think? Uh, do you have a the the popular two options for for destinations seem to be Seattle and Carolina, right? Yeah, I think it's you, going are, to be Seattle. Are there, th- any, are there any dark horses I in think, your mind? I think the Browns are trying to drum up interest from the Panthers in order to try and gain some sort of leverage with the because they have no leverage. Right. Well, I think the, the Browns did the this. Seahawks compl- just gave Geno Smith a contract. Yeah. Who would right. you rather have quarterbacking, Geno Smith or Baker Mayfield? Baker. Yeah. I know I'm a Baker. They fan also have Drew Locke. I'd rather have Baker. You yeah. know, I mean, it's yeah. like Carolina, Sam Darnold or Baker. I'd rather have Baker. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like people like people like like to think that like Baker is like this guy that's just you know throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like he's he's garbage. He's not a scrub, man. He he like he if he's if he's healthy, yeah. And I think he's he's his own worst enemy at times. Hundred percent. Um, I do think there's some mature, there's, uh, yeah, on the field, yes, <laughs> but also like the maturity aspect. I, you know, I think there's, there's some, but with the situation where it is now, with like the Browns like not having leverage, ball, I think the Browns really overplayed their hand. My opinion is, if they were, if they wanted to go all in with Watson, and they were willing to take the risk, even though he has all that baggage. And they're willing to make him the first, again, second NFL player with a fully first five-year contract fully guaranteed. Yeah. Why were you not willing to take the risk to trade Baker first, then go after Watson? This is what I don't understand. Well, you, I, I mean, you could have gotten probably a second or second and or a third-round pick for Baker if you would have traded him before you got to Sean Watson. When you when it leaked that you were meeting with Deshaun Watson, and then Baker says, trade me, I'm out of here, I want to be out of here, and then you ultimately yeah. go ahead and sign Deshaun Watson, all your leverage goes out the window. See, I I hear the principle of what you're saying. I don't think the market for Baker was ever that high. I don't think we were ever going to get a third-round pick for, for Baker. I could really? see like, like a, a third, and then we flip-flop. Like we get a third and a seventh, and they get Baker and a sixth, or so. You know how they like they flip flops. I mean, Sam Darnold got a second and a fourth. Baker is admit like now did Dick, Fair, yeah. did Carolina way overpay I, I for think, that? And, sure. And frankly, I think yes. I think well, Carolina. Of course, overpaid. Sam Darnold's terrible. Yeah. So I mean, it's a good point. I just I don't think the market was ever that high for Baker because of the stuff that he's yeah. that. But I, I don't. 
it's just it's it's a very fickle business, right? Because when you talk about players like Baker, mm-hmm. when you talk, it's it's really it just comes down to production. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is a dick. He's not a like he's an he's an arrogant guy. Yeah. He takes whatever money he can get. He's not one of the. He's not like doing the Brady thing where he's restructuring deals to keep certain guys. You know what I mean? Like right. Aaron Rodgers is not like from the outside looking in. Does not seem to be the greatest of dudes. But guess right. what? The dude's a stud, and he can throw the football like a maniac. Yeah. Baker has a lot of Brett Favre. Same, you know, they've got the, there's certain characteristics amongst all these guys, and they're a little bit arrogant, and they're kind of rough around the edges, and they say things even if they're not popular or PC. The difference is that some guys have stayed healthier longer mm-hmm. and produced a little bit more. I think again, I my thing with Baker has never been that I don't think it's in there. I do. He's short. He's not yeah. very fast. He's blah blah blah. I hear all of the uh, all of the criticisms are valid. He, in my mind, when healthy, has the stuff to do it. Like there are there are far worse quarterbacks than Baker Mayfield to have gone deep into the playoffs or even won Super Bowls. Right. Like, look at you, Trent Dilfer. Um, I just I refuse to believe that Baker couldn't be the guy. It just takes the perfect storm of situations for him to be successful. And unfortunately, the NFL is such an injury prone, high risk crazy variable sure. situation that it's just it seems like the stars might not be aligning for a guy like Baker. Sure. Regardless, I who knows if we could have gotten a third round or second round pick for him early on, I agree that would have been ideal. But talk about a risk. If you're willing to deal him and if this thing if the only reason right now we're not all going absolutely bananas right now, right, is because we ended up successfully getting Watson. Again, yeah. put the, put the off the field aside for a second. X's and O's, he's revolutionary for the team. 100%. And, and who knows? I, again, depends on how many games he's suspended. It's likely that it will be some. Who knows if it's two or eight. Or, I don't think he's going to get suspended. I See, I do. I think it'll be like it'll be like six, and then he'll appeal it, and it'll be four. Or it'll be eight, and he'll appeal it, and it'll be five. I don't the know, o- you know? the only way that I, th- I think he gets suspended is if he starts settling these civil cases. Because to me, it's it's yeah. legally it's not an admission of guilt in the court of public opinions. You settling a civil case like this is admitting that you did something wrong. Yeah, that's where I think that the NFL would step in. If these if these civil, I know that they say that that the civil cases like they don't they don't have to be um, tried or they don't have to be carried out or whatever to uh, to get the NFL to do it. I just think Roger Goodell already said he's not going on the commissioner's exempt list. Yeah, it's not going to happen, and. Uh, there's an agreement between the lawyers that none of the civil cases will be tried between August 1st and March 1st of next year. What does that tell you? That means they're not tying up these cases during the football season. I don't think he's getting suspended until maybe next year once they start How trippy would litigating. that be if he plays Oh, it would be insane. And year. to be honest with you, I'd be pissed. Yeah. I would be so pissed. Yeah. Just I want this to be – like, you know, the like okay, see- we already signed him. Yeah. He's on the Browns. Just Let's just – Get this over with. Let him be punished for rip, whatever. Rip the Pay out right? whatever. Just just do it. But well, I don't know what he case. seems intent on not settling any of these cases. And to be fair, again, is he potentially a creep? Likely a creep? Yeah. Well, sure, probably. Likely seems plausible. Yeah. But if you, in your mind, even if you're a weird dude or a creepy dude, if you think that you're innocent, right. you're like, no, I didn't do this thing. And like, you have enough if money. You, if you accuse me, I don't care how weird I am in my personal life, if you accuse me of something that I know I for sure didn't, didn't do, do yeah. no, I 100%. also would want to, like, 
hundred percent. It's and he's a guy that's it's got, a bit he's got enough money to, say, to. Well, he's got so much money, so just settle it, pay him whatever, and make him go away. It's like, no, but he no, also has screw yeah. you, man. Like, no, he also has enough money to take these twenty-two cases all the way. Yeah, and pay all those legal fees. Yeah, and do all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Hmm. It's I have, uh, I have no idea. It's interesting. But. I will say though that. If that if if it all get if we all get past it and let's say he doesn't get suspended or whatever, boy, the uh, AFC is going to be insane. The AFC is nuts. The AFC is absolutely crazy. Uh, the AFC West, crazy. The AFC West alone. Oh, it's it's is going to be bananas. On and paper, then, on paper, it's the best. It's the best division in the history of football. hundred uh, percent. Like it, yeah. that that division. Good luck. It's yeah. that's going to be absolutely absurd. And then when you throw in a Browns roster with again, assuming that Watson's playing, right? And then you throw in all of the other teams, like the Bills are going to be ridiculous. The Patriots have not fallen off like I frankly thought they would. I mean, they might not be amazing, but yeah. they haven't fallen off. I don't really buy Miami because I'm not a Tua guy, but the AFC East is still going to like be competitive. I think it's going to be a bunch of guys. It's gonna be like the Bills, and then they're gonna all be punching each other for for a wild card <laughs> potentially. I think the wild cards could easily come from the AFC West could get three teams in. It really could. Yeah. Be, it really could be that way. And it's then, e- oh, by it's the way, either that the or they're the gonna be are, such of a meat grinder that like they beat the winner of that division wins with like eleven <laughs> wins just because they're just beating the crap out of. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That's what's happened over the over the years in the AFC North. I mean, these teams are just beating the crap out of each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. And. W- w- Obviously, later in the summer, we'll give our actual NFL predictions. You guys might think I'm crazy. I think there's a world where, uh, uh, and this used to be commonplace, where every single year the loser of the Super Bowl didn't make the playoffs the next year. I think there's a world where everybody's favorite son, Joey Burrow, doesn't make the playoffs this year. It Just w- because of the competition in the AFC. I'm completely right. on board with that. No, I, I, I'm a, I'm a Burrow guy, frankly. But like, I am too. The, but the AFC like, North, again, you're right. Like, that division. Like, seriously, people are already comparing him to be the next Tom Brady. Yeah, like, settle it. the F down. Stop it. I think he's got a great future ahead of him. I think he has a ton of promise and potential. Yeah. But and like, I'll give the Bengals credit. They've, they've done a they've, – they've, at least money-wise, they've done a good job of finally trying to – Oh, uh, they 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 did some things that I'm to, worried uh, about like, to to shore up that O line, that offensive line. Like they did work. Like free agency <laughs> was a good thing for Cincinnati. Yeah. Comparing like what they lost versus what they got, I mean they. And then the Browns went ahead and spent 230 million dollars on a quarterback. And this is uh, this is my hot take of the day. Um, I don't know that Joe Burrow plays in Cincinnati beyond his rookie contract. It's way too early to make a judgment on something. Well, like I know that. that's why this is a hot take. Mm. Unless he does the Tom Brady, which the I don't think that the NFLPA is ever going to let a player do that again. Probably not. The thing that I didn't know about until this Deshaun Watson contract is NFL owners have to put the entire the entirety of the guarantee of the contract into escrow, and they can't touch it. I don't think Mike Brown's going to be willing to put $250 million into an escrow account. I did not know that was a thing. So, basically, like, you talk – like, when, Well, yeah, because you're right. If I guarantee you money, but, like, theoretically, if I, as a franchise, go bankrupt and fold – Which will never happen, which, but they have to do it. But, I know, it's, <laughs> but, it's a silly thing but to say because the, they would the, just sell the but team. But Mike Brown and the Cincinnati ownership are, are far and away known as the cheapest owners in the NFL. It's them, and you know what's even funny? Is the other cheaper 
owner is is the, the one re- that have Justin Herbert. Oh, I would no. I thought you were going to say the Spano family yeah. in L.A. The be, because they're in L.A. now, they'll probably get away with it. Yeah. But being able to sign him, who are you going to say? I was well. I thought you were going to make a, a joke about the red zoner saying, "Where else are you going to go?" Well, I'd say, well, which is like the biggest weenie. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. For as salty as I am about the Dolans, at least they didn't have the stones to come out and say, "Well, screw you guys, birds!" Like middle well, fingers to the world. They did say, "Enjoy him" about yeah. Frankie Lindor. Well, yeah, touche. <laughs> Two years before his contract touché, was up, sir? they basically said, "There's no <laughs> and 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 it's true. You're right. And you know what? I retract. We can. We can tra- we can transition right now. We can transition right now. How about during Jose Ramirez's press conference of, of his uh, contract extension, uh, Paul Dolan basically saying like Jose Ramirez made it possible for us to sign him because he was willing to take a less than market deal contract Talk to about- stay here. What an absolute joke of an ownership! You really said that in public, being like Jose Ramirez is the reason why we we're able to sign him because. Uh, uh, he okay. he bailed our cheap asses out. Yeah, he yeah. took he he basically took a contract that was worth sixty six cents on the dollar to what he could have gotten in the open market. Yeah, what was the final number again? It was it was seven years, one hundred forty one million. That's in 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 baseball. He's numbers, making that's twenty nothing. million a year in baseball that's the, numbers. That's for a star. That's yes, peanuts. it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Carlos Correa, who I guess is I, I understand is a shortstop and that's more of a premium position, but is very comparable as a player to Jose Ramirez. But Jose can play second and third at a high level. Yes, he can play whatever. C- Carlos Correa got thirty five million dollars a year. He's not that much better than him. he might. You could argue shortstop being a better posi- premium right. position, whatever. But he's not fifteen extra million dollars a year. That better. was uh, when I saw that quoted on a tweet. I can't remember it was a Zach Meisel or somebody. I was like. Oh, my God. That I, was on the level of of them talking about Frankie, enjoy him, and that was when they actually signed somebody. They basically told you that the only way we're going to sign even our own free agents is if they're willing to take less money than they can get from other teams. And I tell you what. And we already knew this. This is not are, news to anybody well, I, who I is understand. I understand that, but I would love them. I would love for them to feign uh, uh, a different approach than for them to flat. Out, I, I understand, As opposed like, to just being direct. Like, and I, the like, truth, like yeah. I, I guess, I guess you can say like you you appreciate them being truthful, but not when the truthful the truth is basically like we can't compete unless guys are willing to take cheap ass deals. That's baseball in a world where there isn't a salary cap. God, get get those people out of my baseball team. Oh, I was I couldn't have been and not not and not 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 to throw on the fact that not to throw on the fact of the botched rebrand and that 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 ridiculous song that they came out with. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, okay, do do teams normally have songs? Like did did we have a song? Yeah, I mean that? I mean we had uh 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 they just Indians like- baseball talking tribe. We had that mm-hmm. one. Like that was from a while ago. Let's go, Oh yeah, that one too. But the thing that sucks about this one that came out was that it it's composed and written and played by like like some really cool like local artists, like the lead singer of Welshley Arms, who's from Cleveland, who have had a few huge hits. Mm-hmm. And then you just gotta be subjected to this nonsense. It's it sounds like a really cheesy bad ripoff of. Uh, 
the greatest showman. That's just, what it sounds like. It's just corny. Hmm. That's all it is. It's just it. Oh, it's so corny. It it's so bad. It doesn't bad. get me hyped up about anything. You know, you're talking about baseball teams and songs. The Marlins actually have a song that was done by Scott Stapp, the lead singer formerly of the Now Creed. that's cool. Even if the song sucks, it's Scott freaking Stapp. <laughs> well, that's not the song. <laughs> <laughs> friggin' ad. <laughs> I just. This is the song. Tell me this doesn't. Have you guys seen The Greatest Showman? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me one thing. Start doing the right here. Does this not sound like The Greatest Showman? A little bit. I don't even hate it. It's just I don't mind the instrumental intro. I'm gonna say I get I get with this. Of course you would. We haven't gotten to the vocals yet, though. Where's the cowbell? Dink, yeah. dink, dink, <laughs> dink, dink. That's probably the worst part. Yeah. Yeah, it was good until you got to the refrain. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. It, it's it it's probably me piling on at, at some point. But uh, it, it's also, it just, it connects me to the friggin' rebrand. Yeah. Dude, I just, seeing that fastball winged G, Pauly Walnuts, whatever you want to call it, on the on the patch of the jersey. Oh, you mean that middle school clip art submission uh, from you, uh, listen, the local elementary school? How could school? you make something a logo that, that Major League Baseball won't let you put on your ball cap? You know that the Indians can't wear ball caps with that fastball G on it, right? Which is much to my chagrin. Because I hate the C so much. Oh, I love the C. I actually, I, I, I I'll like say this. I like the block C better. I, I'll say this. I'll give them credit. The block, the, the new C on the hat is sharp. It looks better on the hat than it does just like as a two D yeah, image. I like, will say that. Yeah, I like, still, like I still on, prefer, like on a graphic, it looks like they're pinching it. Yeah, I still prefer the block C if you made me pick. Block but like, C is boring to me. It is, but it's cla- it has like a classic. At least it, it might be boring, but at least it doesn't suck. I don't like the way that the two D. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like I don't know. I love how low the bar is. <laughs> yeah, it's boring, but yeah. it doesn't suck. At least it's not embarrassing like everything else we do. Yeah. Um. No, you're right. It looks better on the hat than it does just as a 2D. Image. I think it looks great on the hat. I I really I do. Say, I will I, say that. And why, I will why, say, why can't we put it? On, why can't we put the G baseball sandwich on the hat? The MLB doesn't allow baseballs on the hat because when the pitchers pitch, supposedly like when like if their arm is up and they see like the I don't know. I don't agree with it. I, I think it's, the I think it's dumb. seeing double. Basically, right. is what he's That's saying. Hilarious. You can't have a baseball on the on the logo. Okay, I guess I get it. Yeah, which is like, if that's going to be your main logo, and you can't put it on the hat, like, Jesus. What other team has a baseball on their logo? Like, I get it. We you know come, what, we come from the city that has a helmet as a logo that's for what, a football that's what team. I was say. That's what I was gonna say. Our, our football team logo is a helmet, and our baseball team logo is now a freaking stupid ass baseball. Yeah, with wings. Yep. I Yep. I swear to God, if the Cavs rebrand and go back to the net, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I No. It's the same thing it's the same idea. It's, yeah. 
It's just but like what it's because apparently I love the, uh, zero creative people exist yeah, in Cleveland. I know, or at least we can't hire. I love any. the, uh, but I, but the Cavs. I love the the blue sash on the white jersey or the black jersey. I like that. I like I those jerseys, like and that's that combo. that's that era. Yeah, I like that color combo. I get what you're talking about. I get, you're I get about the mid late nineties. Yes, yeah. Cavs. I get what you're saying though. Um, um, yeah. Okay, so let's. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, I'm yeah. so done. I, I I don't know about you guys. Like I literally listen. I could tell you nothing about this season. Yeah, I'm all I, the way checked I, out. I, 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 the it's other April. Of course, you're checked I, out. Yeah. I, How about Quan? Yeah. How about Stevie Quan? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Steve? No, I'm not even being funny. Who the hell's Stevie Quan? Stephen Quan is, is our right a real fielder. person. Yeah, it's our right fielder yes. of a major league team. So he, he, the first week of the season, he didn't swing and miss once. That's cool. And he was batting like 600. His average is now down to like three seventy. But okay, well you know he's going to end up at the season. Everybody's like all on the Steve. Like Mike, my brother Mike is is a hundred. My brother Mike is a hundred percent prisoner of the moment on everything. He's like he's like when <laughs> we gave our our uh, we have a group chat with um like my uncles, my dad, my brothers, and my cousins and all that, and uh, we all gave like our like win predictions or whatever. I was and I'm staunchly going to stay here. I was at seventy five. I don't think this team's good at all. But I think Mike was – my brother Mike was 85, and then he got Quan fever the first week. And then and, and when the bat – like the first two games, uh, they had like one hit or something. Yeah. And then like the next four games, they scored like 50 runs. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we're going to – we're going to – we're gonna. Uh, it's going up. The win prediction's going up. We're going to 90, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, they got – completely just demoralized by the Giants pitching staff. Yeah. I'm like, Mike, I, where are you at? He's like, oh, we're back down to 85. I think our- the, really, the really funny thing about that is, is that when it comes to stocks and financial stuff, he's very much a buy-and-hold guy. Apparently he's not yeah. a buy-and-hold guy when it comes to sports. I think I, I think we're going to be at our absolute I don't think we're going to be 500. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think either. we will either. Our absolute best-case scenario for this year is like third in the division. Yeah. Like we're, we're not a good and team. And that's just because their division's not very good. Yeah. Like in another division, we probably finished dead last. But anyway, uh, we're going long here in this episode. Yeah. But I, we we got to get to this game. That so, this new so segment. A good uh, segue into it is the teams in the city right now: Browns, which we already talked about; Indians, Guardians, that we're talking about right now, and the Cavaliers, which we grossly covered last Friday night. Who do you feel? Who are you feeling best about <laughs> at the moment? You know what's funny is. I actually think the future's bright with every single team. Mm. But at the moment, just because like the Guardians were down on now, they have one of the best farm systems going in baseball right now. I think True. in a couple years, I think the Guardians are going to be very, very good. Um, and especially it, once they transition into hopefully this new ownership. Um, with with the Browns, if every if, if Deshaun Watson gets everything squared away and he's he's our quarterback for the next five to ten years or even longer than that, how can you not feel great about the Browns? And then the Cavs, who they might be on the chopping block this this episode as far as us not talking too much about them. How can you not be incredibly excited about their future? I, it, you know, going back to the stocks example, the Cavaliers to me are buy and hold. They they are the ones who are probably just, you know, they already have the good young core of talent. They're probably not going to, like, go for the boom or bust move like yeah. what the Browns did with Deshaun Watson. The Browns are the certainly Browns, the most volatile. The Browns are the – if you want to make the quick buck, go with them, but you could also lose your shirt too, depending yeah. on how things are going. See, I would actually I would actually argue that I think the Guardians are the buy and hold play. 
Well, they okay. That's that's your like early investment, you know, green seed money. The, you know, the, would be would cal- be going the over cal- there. The calves, I think, they're the ones that you that that maybe you're not. Maybe you're more of a safe play, uh, better or or investor, and you're like okay. Without any track record, you know, you start seeing the calves on the up, and you're like, okay, I want to, I want to, I want to ride the wave. So you buy as they're going up. Mm. So I don't know, man. That's a, that's a really good question. Yeah, I I don't have any faith. I have faith in his ability to spend money. I don't have faith in his ability <coughs> to uh, outside of that. What I'm thinking about Dan Gilbert and and Colby Altman has done a nice job. What's What's interesting is, I would. I, I would feel so much better about our sports is if Dan Gilbert owned the Guardians and yes. the Dolans owned the, owned the Cavs. Yes. If we flip flop some ownership, like like the front office that the like the the farm system and the front office that the Guardian Indians slash Guardians have built is elite. If they were just yeah. willing to spend a little bit of money, like Dan Gilbert would, it'd be a completely different story. We're talking about Agreed. potential dynasty type stuff. Yeah. Um, but. You know, such a, such a life. I don't know. If you made me pick right now, I'd probably go with uh, the high risk, high reward, and say Browns, uh, because there may be a flash in the pan. Um, uh, I'm just so down on. As long as the Dolans own the Guardians, I really, I, I know, like I, I make a joke out of it sometimes. I, I I'm legit out. I don't care. Like yeah. you could do whatever. Yeah. Uh, and the Cavs, I just don't feel a ton of faith in yet. I'm excited for their prospects, but. Uh, it could also easily just unravel. So, uh, I, if you made me pick, I'd say Browns. Mm. I'm going Cavs because I just Come on, Cavs. I too, too many questions about Deshaun Watson still and how the, the Browns have conducted this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, fair. I just, extremely fair. I, I, I would I probably know. take the. I, I would probably take the Cavs too. I, right now, I don't know. Anyway. Um, why don't you go ahead and explain the game, and we'll get yeah. to it. Yeah, so the NBA playoffs just started this week, which, of course, because of the play-in tournament, which was born of COVID and has been highly just you know scrutinized like we did on Friday night, which more or less cost the Cavaliers a spot to mm-hmm. play the Miami Heat right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we're looking at the whole totality of the NBA, and we have been tasked, we have been given a horrific task. <laughs> Just an absolutely terrible task that hardly anybody should ever have to want to do. We have been told by Adam Silver that we need to contract the NBA down from 30 teams to 24. Hence, this is why it's called the 24 game. So, this is going to be an exercise in who's in, who's out. We got to get rid of six, and we're going to be going around the table uh, in draft style format. But this is going to be a reverse draft because we are cutting. <laughs> we are not teams. drafting. We, we are not taking the teams. Them. We are getting rid of them. And Ryan, I think you should go first. Okay, I appreciate that. First, first overall pick in a mm-hmm. very bad way. So, mm-hmm. I, I first of all, I love this. I think this is a fascinating idea, and it's like I. I was going back and forth between do I pick teams that I just hate, that I'm just annoyed of, that I get rid of, or do I pick teams that have just historically been a buzzkill and don't do anything? My thought is this. And we are going to go with do the other leagues uh, in succession yeah. as we yes. go through the weeks after Starting tonight. NBA. Just saying. We're doing my, the NBA tonight. My first thought, like when, we, when you first – pose this i know there's a lot of teams and i have subsequently thought of plenty of options 
but the very first second that you said this, my brain said Sacramento Kings. Damn it. It just feels obvious. Well, how do we de- how do we determine the the the, the order? Is it because he's a guest? He's well, going you, to- well, you went you, to the bathroom. You were so out of the room. And well, he I was, was trying to be I was trying to be discreet <laughs> about that, Steve. He was being pol- you stepped out and he was being polite, so it was me. And I'm Damn saying it. Sacramento Kings because it just feels obvious, right? Like they just don't ever do anything. They draft <laughs> stupid. They've been irrelevant They've for twenty been years. Irrelevant forever. Yeah. They don't. They, they they've been irrelevant ever since Shaq called them the Sacramento Queens. Yeah, <laughs> <But> <laughs> yep. it's it's just yeah. There are plenty of other options that are that are certainly viable. But my it was like the second you pose this, my my head said Kings. I know your first. I know I know your. I I guarantee you, I know your first pick. <laughs> Who's going next? Me or you? Yeah, uh, it's you. All right, I got a couple ways. That was going to be my number one pick. A couple ways I'm going to go. Uh, We're not going serpentine on this, by the way, so you will get the fourth choice, right? Oh, there we go. I'm going to go – I could be, I could be a real D-bag, because I, I guarantee <laughs> you I know which one's his. <laughs> well, you do you, man. I'm not going to do it, though. I actually have two choices that I think are obvious besides the Kings. but My ahead. number one pick is going to be the Orlando Magic. Okay. Okay, so that was going to be one of mine. Yeah, they – I mean, there's really not much to say. The only thing that they've really contributed to the NBA is – when they drafted Shaq, yeah, I mean, I mean, they had a what else? And they went to they went to they went to an uh, that stupid series in '09 where they just shot the lights. Well, out that's the another series. reason. Yeah. That's another reason. <laughs> we don't have much ground rules for why we one pick of the teams. two years that as a Cavaliers fan haunts me. 2009, I'm gonna 2015. Say, I'm gonna put down. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have one rule for me. You guys don't have to adhere to this. If a team has won an NBA championship, you cannot contract them. For me, that's how I'm going to pick my three. Okay. So and there's a bunch of teams that haven't won a championship. So yeah, Orlando. I just don't think you can get rid of a team that's won a championship in your league. I don't know, but Orlando's mine. I just yeah, they're the I only mean, they're the only professional team going in Orlando. At, nobody goes to their games anyway. If you're in the same city as Disney World, I mean, nobody's going to go to your games. It's a it's a tourist magnet kind of a city that's yeah. you know very it, transient they, they population. They don't they don't have they don't really have like a homegrown fan base just for the reason you said it's a very trans like most of the people that live in Orlando already have teams yeah yeah because they moved from somewhere else so I'm going with Orlando that was the knock on Vegas for a long time the, it was just too transient in an area I mean along with the yeah. gambling aspect mm-hmm. you know but once the gambling thing became okay they you know teams started going there oh, okay so I have the third choice I think and, I know where he's going uh you think so I think so, but but I, I think I think he's on to I think he's on to me guessing now though. So oh, I think he's so, gonna try and throw me a curveball. <laughs> you know, much to the chagrin of our championship former general manager David Griffin, I am going with the New oh, Orleans. Oh wow, Pelicans. you're not going. Okay. Okay. And the All reason right. I'm going with the Pelicans is the Pelicans. You know, that's a franchise that, you know, much like Orlando, much like Sacramento, hasn't really accomplished much in the NBA. Sure. They're in and in fact, I'm pretty sure about this. New Orleans is an even smaller market than Sacramento and Orlando, and they have to compete with an NFL franchise in their city, whereas is the other two really? don't. Yes. Oh, New is Orleans it? is tiny compared to wow. uh, most cities. It's only it's like 350,000. That's very it's, I mean, now, is, <laughs> More it a, so regret. is it a great city in terms of parties? Yes. Is it great? <laughs> Especially in, one week in February. Is, yeah. it, is it great in terms of being able to put on big events like the Super Bowl and, and yeah. then the Final Four and stuff? Yes. But – 
honestly, I just economically, I just don't see where the Pelicans really measure the up compared Pelicans. to most teams. And if they're not good on the court either, it's it's just a really really hard sell for me. So I, I'm going with the Pelicans. I that's, get them out of here. That's I think that's reasonable. Um, All right, so we got the Kings, the Magic, and the Pelicans out. So on the first rotation. So now we got to get three more. Here's where it gets a little more difficult. I so it's interesting because I actually have a couple that come to mind. Mm-hmm. I think the one that I'm going to settle on it's twofold. It's one because of a massive waste of talent, and two, it's because who they are not. Damn it, the Oklahoma City. Thunder. That's who I thought you were going mm. with because you hate their owner so much. So, Oklahoma City, <laughs> Seattle. Was that the other one? No. Oh wow, uh, man, I I swung and missed. Okay. I'm still mad that the Supersonics aren't a thing. Uh, yeah. I think that's a shame. I 100%. think NBA needs uh, could be get... coming back though. That I mean, was a, I, I think that was I, an utter travesty that listen, I could go on for a long time about. Yeah. But I won't. Seattle has an arena now because of Seattle Kraken. Yeah, and I think the NBA is seeing how successful that that market can be with new facility. One of the biggest reasons why Seattle moved was because they couldn't build a new arena. Key Arena was yeah. not up to. No, bar. and then they had an outsider come in and buy their team and move it back to his hometown. Your right. your your good buddy Clay Bennett. Yep. Yeah. Steve so, loves him some Clay Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> so part of me's salty with them because they're not the Supersonics. I also want to rule them out because the sheer amount of talent that they've had come through there that yeah. they have squandered oh, is infuriating. Yeah. It's it's crazy to think about. Yeah. Like Kevin Durant. And uh, Durant, Westbrook, Harden, Har- Westbrook, Harden, yeah. Serge Ibaka. Mm-hmm. Even now, I'd love to see him flourishing in Memphis. But Stephen Adams, like not not as big a name as those other guys, yep. but like he but, was part of those teams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He like the amount of talent that has come through there that they have just crapped away is just so annoying. So they yeah. you're they get my vote. Okay, so Oklahoma City is gone. Number four. You um, about that team they had in 2012. With Westbrook, Ibaka, how Durant you know? and Harden, you know, granted they're playing against Le- the LeBron big three with Wade and Bosch, so like you know somebody yeah. had to lose, but like the fact that they couldn't keep that team together. Well, that oof. yeah, that series that was like their first foray into like contention. They just were not ready, right? Yeah, and those those three were babies back then. I know it, and it to be but, fair, it is a bit revisionist history of me right. to be like, oh, they should have been like. Yeah. Just because they grew into the players that they are doesn't mean that's who they were then. Right. But, I get it. But like, but they oh. like Harden left, but they still had Durant and Westbrook for a while, and, and, and a bunch the of fact that they weren't too. able to do anything with those guys is mm-hmm. is crazy. Clay Bennett didn't want to pay the luxury tax because oh, he's a that's moron. That's true. That's Coward. true. Um. All right. So it's me. Yes. All right. So I am a staunch opponent of multi-team. Markets. Okay. Okay. This has got to be a binary choice. It's got to be one or the other. Yep. So, I'm I don't sh- think there should be two basketball teams in Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> and using your and you heard one rule. of and, and you, you heard one of my I know who you yeah, mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is who I would have taken if it had gotten to me. Well, um, they aren't owned by a racist anymore. But that doesn't mean that I don't think you talk about teams squandering talent. I mean, how about the Clippers over the last decade squandering talent and not being able to win a championship? Uh, or even and, get close, for that and, matter. And, even, and when they did have the racist Donald Sterling as their owner, they were far and away considered the worst organization in all of sports. 
Folks, I'm talking about the Los Angeles Clippers. You can put that on the board. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Get the hell out of here. If the Clippers didn't end up on this list, we would have screwed up somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right. So there you go. So, okay, so we got Sacramento. So we've got Orlando, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, and the L.A. Clippers as five. And it's on to me now to make the final choice. And, well, this is going to be one that basically is a battle between Cavaliers. economics and market size. <laughs> or yeah, – I, I was thinking it. Get uh, out of here. If we had a third or round – sentimentality. If we had to go around a third time, I would have – Get the hell out of here. Arguably, yeah. Are you hearing this? Sorry. Oh, oh, that you may the Cavaliers might be on the chopping block if it was a third time around. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> outside of LeBron, what have we done? I hardly knew ye. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you sorry. mean? But the, get... ca- the Cavs would have won a championship in the '80s and '90s if it wasn't for Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Well, yeah. Okay. <sighs> well, sorry. the we Cavs have won a championship, Steve. so we know yeah. Dan is not taking them out <laughs> That's by fair. his. That's metric. true. That yeah. is true. All right, um, Steve. But anyway, finish us off. So. This Pause. this choice, <laughs> literally, I, of my top five mm. that I had written down, all all, right. all five uh, have been taken so far. Okay, so it really is. We we've really done our homework here. We've pretty much nailed it. This one, you got. Okay, so you could make a case for Charlotte, possibly. <coughs> mm-hmm. You could make a case for uh, Utah Jazz. Yes. Yep. You can make a Both case on my list. You can make a case for Memphis. You could even make a case. Ooh, don't for, tell him that. You yeah. could even make a case for Atlanta. The John Morant fan club is but, very upset with you. I mean, based, Atlanta's <laughs> a, a bigger market, but they have they have issues with you know fans going to games and fan support in general. This is another. I mean, it's um, another. It's another. We very, do the twenty-one game. Let's do a third round. Yeah, it's another very much. Want, you want no, 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 no. <laughs> it's the twenty-four game. <sighs> but you know, you're what? not allowed into these yeah. decisions anymore, <laughs> you know Ryan. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm. I, I'm gonna go because you you can make a case for any of those cities, and yeah. based on money, based on uh, fan support, and based on how good the teams are, the Grizzlies' current run notwithstanding, mm-hmm. um, you can make a case for any of those teams. But I'm going with a pick for sentimentality, and for the same reason, largely the same reason that Dan eliminated the Clippers. I do not like multi-team markets, and this team, I'm calling it right. You may not. This is not be breaking news here. Mm-hmm. This is my new least favorite team in the NBA, but. Over the Th- Oklahoma City Thunder, and that is the Brooklyn Nets. Hmm. Interesting. I'm kicking out the Brooklyn Nets because okay. I pretty hmm. much hate everything that they stand for. They have, you know, I don't like their players. I don't like their ownership. I don't like really anything about them. I mean, historically, they have been terrible. They've done well, their ownership very, very, very little over the course. They of don't their have history. the Russian oligarch as their owner anymore. Okay, I actually was not aware of this. Yeah, Joseph. <laughs> Joseph. Uh, Tsai, I think. I don't know if he's Chinese or Korean. I can't remember. Well, if he's he, Chinese, that's almost as bad. Well, that's that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. But it's not. It is not. I'm, I'm it is surpri- not owned so, by Prokhorov anymore. Okay. So Brooklyn over. Okay. Over those teams, even though Brooklyn makes money and they have this gleaming right, new arena right, and all this, right. but like, I just. I by the way, can not- we say? Can we say? I, you'll probably won't agree with this, but I think you will. Uh, even though he demanded the trade out of Cleveland, I'm starting to like Kyrie again by the things he's doing with Boston, by flipping off the fans and all this stuff. He just got fined for that, by the he way. Is my, he is my smartass of the week, yeah. exactly for that reason, <laughs> for flipping off the fans listen, in Boston, which listen, I don't like Boston listen, fans, yeah. but listen, like, listen, they deserve that. it. <laughs> they deserve it. Yeah. The word, allegedly, the word racist and Boston are synonymous with each other. Yeah. <laughs> 
You really don't. You really don't think that that guy no, was. No, no, no. That's true. You really don't think that that guy was getting any sort of racist uh, uh, overtures thrown at him. It's I would have done a possible. lot more than flip them off. Yeah. No, that's fair. I I stand Kyrie for what he did the other day in Boston. I hope he does more of it. Do we um, know for a fact that that's what happened, or is or is that just speculation? Well, I know that they're. Well, I mean, the fans were chanting "F Kyrie." I guess that's not too bad, but especially for Boston. I mean, that is bad, but <laughs> but, but I mean, Boston yeah, do, Boston, Boston does have the reputation. Yeah. by there. Boston does have the <laughs> reputation of not being the most uh, well, let's say, inclusive of racial. Uh, yeah. Unless they're doing something for you, aka playing for one of your sports teams, uh, they're yeah. not very inclusive in Boston, which mm-hmm. is hilarious too, because Boston's one of the most liberal cities in the entire country. Yeah, yeah it's it, that is a very interesting dichotomy, actually, yeah. that you mentioned that. But I I will say like, Kyrie's very weird, and there's a lot of weird things. This is like 150th on the list of him flipping off the Boston fans. I I'm with you, Kyrie. Yeah. F Boston. Yeah. I'm with you there, too. Dan usually doesn't like my smart ass of the week. So this, this <laughs> is part of the course on that. This is true. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but in, okay. yeah, in conclusion, Brooklyn, sorry, got to go. Yeah. I think, uh, do you have, okay, so it's the 24 game. Do you have an honorable mention? If you had it, is there a team that you feel got left out that should have been included? I actually, I have one. Charlotte probably, if, if, if one of my teams is going to get taken, like, I, I probably would go with Charlotte. I just think Charlotte's irrelevant. Agreed. I had Charlotte seventh on my list. The only thing yeah. relevant about them is the fact that Michael Jordan owns them, and it's just because right. like they're his hometown team. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if the Chicago Bulls were available for ownership, he'd much rather own the Bulls. 100%. So I – Yeah. I think that's, But to I me, will that... say that hopefully in 10 years, you know, when LeBron's done playing and he hopefully owns the Cavs, people might say the same thing about the Cavs. The difference is the Cavs won a championship. The Hornets have never won. Did, did we, out of the six teams we picked, has had any of them won a championship? I'm curious. Did, I'm not trying to prove a point. I'm just curious. I don't, I don't believe so. Brooklyn, yeah. when they were. I think that's like the number one metric that makes you, that makes you like stop. Like maybe you still might pick somebody. Like, well, like the Knicks haven't won a title in 50 years. But it's like you, it makes you stop in your tracks a little bit. It's like. I did think for a minute about. Eliminating the Knicks. You can't eliminate the Knicks. No. As, as a, because as, of how pathetic they've been for almost 30 as years. As sporting irrelevant as they are, they're st- I mean, they're one of the most valuable franchises. Well, is, in- so we just went on a rant about how much I, I hate Boston as much as the next guy, if not yeah. more so. But it'd be like getting rid of the Celtics. You just can't. It's synonymous with sport. Yeah. No, you it can't get rid is. of the Celtics. You can't yeah. get rid of any Boston sports no. team, for that matter. Which they're, hurts. But I, yeah. I hate. I'm mad about. But it's that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, you so know, I just looked it up. Uh, of the teams that we eliminated, five of them have never won an NBA championship. The Sacramento Kings, back when they were the Rochester Royals. Back oh, in that doesn't count. I'm not going to hold that against them. I'm not going to hold that against them. Was that, was that even the NBA or was that like the ABA or something? Back when life itself was actually in black that's and like, white. That's yeah. like, listen, I love Browns. That, listen, I love Browns fans. I love uh, being able to say this, like we have like the most championships, or whatever. That's like Browns fans saying, like we have the most championships ever, we even can though we never it won the Super Bowl. To say that if you haven't won a championship yeah. in the city you're currently in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think, uh, no, I, the championship I, thing, I, I think, yeah, the, the, the when and the manner in which you did it, the, those things all matter. I, I'm not kidding. So if, if we were to the- theoretically go back around one more time, I, I definitely Charlotte would have gotten my vote. Yeah, you could legitimately argue, and I know this won't be popular. The Cavs could for sure be one of like could be arguably one of those teams. Maybe not six. If, if we, you were to take out the LeBron years, 
I mean, like, especially in the last three decades. Yeah, the Cavs yeah, have done nothing. I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, if Michael Jordan wasn't a thing, then there's a different conversation. But, like, the fact yeah. remains he was. Yeah, like, Michael Jordan true. did happen. Yeah. Um, outside of LeBron, I mean, we it's not a strong basketball city. Right. Until very recently. But, again, the, at, the, at, the, hopes, at high... the same token, you say, like, Michael Jordan was a thing. LeBron was also a thing. True. And he played for us, and he won a champion. Now, you could also, argue, you could argue yeah. that – Fair. Probably could have, should have won more, but yeah, you know, in terms, Kevin Durant decided to go to crybaby Draymond and oh, join the join the Warriors. I'm still salty about it. In terms of teams that have not won championships, teams we have not mentioned during this segment: Minnesota Timberwolves, Denver Nuggets, and Indiana Pacers. If you go past that group, then you're looking at, oh, and the Phoenix Suns actually have never won a championship either. Um, in the Cavaliers, I mean, that'd be cold-blooded to try and eliminate the Suns, <laughs> the success the, they've had the last two in years. In the Cavaliers yeah. group, teams that have won one title each, again, you're talking about, well, Sacramento, but again, that was back when they were Rochester. You got <laughs> you got Dallas, Portland. Dallas, I would, uh, I would never, listen, Washington. listen, I will never, ever say a bad thing about the Mavericks because of what they did in LeBron's <laughs> first year in Miami. They are and will always be the Mavaliers. Yeah. And then, of course, you've, Atlanta is actually in the same boat as Sacramento. They that's, won a title in 1958 when that's, they were in St. Louis. That, that's coming from a guy who, like, loves LeBron. But right. that four-year stretch, and especially it being the first year and looking like that it might absolutely derail his career, I will never take more joy into another team beating somebody else than I will that year. People yeah. were calling the Mavericks the Mavaliers. That's what I just, yeah. I just yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was also. They like, will always what, be the Mavaliers. Back when it was Oklahoma City, it was OKCLE. Yeah. Oklahoma. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was, that did that didn't turn out so well. That didn't work out so well. So we did, we don't we don't really remember that yeah. as as fondly. But yeah. yeah. Um. Before we wrap up the episode, uh, what uh and and that was great, Steve. Thanks for thinking up that uh, the twenty four game, everybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, next week we'll do another league. Maybe we'll go into Europe and we'll do some soccer leagues too. Ooh, there you go. Oh, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Because you already got in in Europe, you've got the relegation. Like we'll just forget it. We'll just get rid of you. Yeah. Um. What uh, What are your guys' opinions on the Cavaliers season as a whole? Do you think it was a resounding success? Uh, do you view it as a failure? Yeah. Um. Are what you, was that, Ryan? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you disappointed? Like what? What's the what's the general it's, consensus feeling? It's, it's both. It is. It, mm-hmm. it was. Because like because like a big picture, right? From that's start what I was to say. finish, it's a success because mm-hmm. they definitely performed better than I had anticipated going in. It's I mean, this also, this team's over under was like twenty four wins. Yeah, it's also a failure considering they were like a game or two out of first place, mm-hmm. and I know that injuries hit them. February first, they were a game out of the number one seed in the East, but they flamed out in pretty historic fashion. Hundred percent. So I. Yes. <laughs> I really like big picture I agree that they finished better than anybody probably thought they would have. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm still I, I think and it's probably just because it's more it's it's more fresh right. and the hope was so high, but I'm definitely looking at it more as a disappointment than I am a success because yeah. I mean to, to not even make the playoffs, like even if we made the playoffs and got boat raced That's by really Miami, bad. Like yeah. the fact that we didn't even make the playoffs yeah, that that's, like you said, that's being, what I'm focused on. Being a game out of first place in the conference, essentially at the All Star break. Yeah, to then not make the playoffs that hurts. Yeah, it's. 
I mean, that's a collapse of epic proportions. I mean, if this, if this was a team that was uh, pr- predicted at the beginning of the season to make the playoffs oh, and this happened, absolutely. I mean, you'd be talking about one of the biggest collapses in if NBA history. Big, if we were a bigger market, t- if we were in Atlanta or a New yeah. York or an L.A. or whatever, <coughs> and we did that, yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah, again, a game or two out of first. Funny, neither L.A. team made the playoffs either. Which is kind of hilarious. How about that? Clippers lost in the play-in to the to the Pelicans, and the Lakers didn't even sniff the playoffs. I and I tell you what, as as bummed as I am for LeBron, I look at that more an indictment on Anthony Davis than I do LeBron. I think uh, I and for us uh, fanboys who think there's a chance that he might come back again, I mean, th- them having this bad of a season was absolutely necessary. I mean, it certainly they were going to get for the Cavs to end up with a better win total than the Lakers this year, which I don't think anybody thought was going to happen. Yeah. Oh God, no. So you say big picture success, but Ultim- we're still yeah. kind of in the moment. If, if, if it's still really disappointing. When my when my frustration subsides and when we look back on this year, I think we'll be like we played better than we should yeah. have. Right now, I'm stuck in the we crapped our pants and yeah. missed the playoffs, and that's a disappointment. Steve, you're the uh, you're probably I would say the not fanboy, but you're the. That would be fair to say, even if you were. You're the that. you're the most like eternal optimist when it tum- comes to the Cavaliers uh, compared to any other team in the city. Yeah, uh, yes. mostly because of your you, you know your, your personal you're, like it's more personal to you. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, uh, what, yeah, what are your feelings? Which is not season? to say that I won't call it like it is. Oh I mean, sure, the Cavaliers didn't have any hope the last few years before this. But uh, honestly, again, I mean all all the key pieces are here, and the main reason I'm I'm making too many apologies, but. If you're going into the, the stretch run of a season and you're missing mm-hmm. all the guys that they were missing, oh, they were hurt. Colin Sexton, yeah. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Darius Garland even missed some time in there coming out of the All Star mm-hmm. break. I mean, we we had said the biggest we, coming we down. Kept saying even when the team was playing really good in in December January, it was like they need to stay healthy. That's what we kept saying. They didn't have enough depth right. to, to withstand they these the key injuries. Yeah. Well, we like, saw the result of that. Because at that point yeah. in December, January, they were markedly ahead of schedule in yes. that we knew that they didn't have the depth to, to withstand any sort of injury. Like, they, like Again, I go back so, to the fact that this team was projected as an over-under to win 24 games 24 this games. year. You were 20, 20 wins over that, Yeah, which is phenomenal. And the problem is there was a time in the season where we thought we might be 30 games over that. You might have had 50 yeah. wins. We were projecting could we get 50 wins yeah. at that point. Honestly, I'm over it. You know, if if we would have gotten <laughs> if we would have gotten seventh or eighth seed, yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been you know maybe a little bit of extra maturation for the team. You mm-hmm. know, being in the playoff situation. But you know what? Be that as it may, you know what? We get to keep our draft pick this coming year, and yeah. who knows? I mean, that's you know, big. Pick number 14. I mean, well, most could, often he, than not. Either pick I, number fourteen, or they could use that in a, in a trade. They could, and even if they do keep the pick, it's like I mean, maybe it won't be a superstar, but I mean, there are players well, like Kawhi not a, Leonard or John Santucupo who have if gotten. It's not a three right and D. That. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. Pardon the draft. If it's if so it's it not a, if it's not a three and D type player, um, obviously I'm not going to call for Kobe Altman's job, but. So you'd be want, very upset. You'd want a guy like a Bruce Bowen or a Shane Battier, like sort of that. Well, I, w- I would hope they would be a little bit more athletic than those guys. Those <laughs> guys made most of their hay in the, later in their careers when they can barely move. But mm. yeah, that type of guy, that type of guy that can play great defense, and 
That's the kind of guy we've needed for many years. Now, well, listen, so. Isaac Okoro is supposed to be that guy, but the problem is that guy can't hit a jump shot. You know, what's the, right. saying, what's the saying your dad always say? Guy couldn't hit water if he fell out of – couldn't, couldn't, couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah. No, but he said something like – like he couldn't. No, he couldn't, he, he couldn't hit uh, water with a beach ball from a pier or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, I mean, he I hear can't you. hit a shot. No, I know. He's like, uh, so yeah, yeah. In terms of to use the weather analogy, it's like mostly sunny to me for the Cavs. I, I, I think I'm if you're good. looking, I think if you're looking long term and into next season, I, I agree with you. But I, I think I, I side more with Ryan in that. I'm still not over. We just had a severe what just happened Friday night. But yeah, I, I, we I, we're I, on the backside of just it. Just like now. you said, we I think a, I think we, we have more of a tornado. Yeah, we had a <laughs> string mean, of injuries and just didn't have the depth for it. It's we, the yeah, it just is what it is. And that's know? the part that hurts the most. Like it, it's it's more so hurt than like anger. Like I'm not like listen. Yeah, I'm I thought not, I I thought JB Bickerstaff was horrible in that game against Atlanta. But fair. At the same token, uh, he mostly did a incredible job coaching this team this year. So I'm not going to like like you know, call for his job because of one game, even though it was the most important game of the season. But, yeah, I mean, I'm still hurt about it, and I just keep going back to the fact that February 1st, essentially the All-Star break, we were one game out of the number one seed in the conference. Yeah, that hurts. And we didn't make the playoffs. I thought it was a foregone conclusion. I already, I already penciled it. What did, what did you say? Like, the last 28 games, we went 9-19? and 19? Jeez. It was it was nine and seventeen in the last twenty six games of the regular season. So if you include the two play in games, yes, nine and nineteen. And and hurts. and for all of those games except for the one against Atlanta, we did not have Jared Allen, and that just goes to show you how important that guy is to our team. Yeah, I mean if we have if Jared Allen doesn't doesn't freakishly break his finger, I mean we're probably the five or six seed at least. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then Evan Mobley. Uh, spraining his ankle and he missed more than a handful of games this, this is what we were saying like severe thunderstorm to me tornado to you tornado to me would be like we lost the playing game and mobley or garland like tore their acl too or something like that yeah you know these guys are all going to be back in camp and everything's going to be and cool it'll be interesting to see what happens when you throw colin back in the mix you know, with, yeah, I mean that is going to be interesting. Or if or not, if we flip him, you know, if we trade Colin Sexton in the fourteenth for pick your three and D yeah. guy of preference. You know what I mean? Like I have no. Yeah, idea. I don't know. We'll see. I it's going to be interesting. The off is going to be interesting. I'm just looking at it more of like still in the moment. Like, are we able to see the big picture of the entirety of the season, or are we still kind of in that man that really sucks that we? Yeah, I think not w- just losing that game to Atlanta because. You watched the game with me at halftime. Like the fact that we were only up by ten scared the ever living bejesus out of me. Right, because the other stats said that we should have been winning the game by more. We should have been winning that game by twenty. Yep. Yeah. The fact that we were on, we played that well in the first half, we're only up by ten, and Trey Young had six points at halftime. I was scared to death. Well, when the officials decide not to call obvious flagrant fouls and decide to you know take three pointers off the board because somebody decided to push through a screener. Yeah, that was bad. I but mean, all, but also when Trey Young decided to uh, activate Steph Curry mode and start making uh, threes from the logo, I mean that was really incredible what Trey Young did. Not taking anything away from that, and could the Cavaliers have defended better instead of doing that switch on the, the top of the key all the yeah. time? Sure, they could have. But the fact remains that the Cavaliers did diddly poo on offense <laughs> in the second half. True. They would have still won the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean big playoffs. Yeah. yeah. 
He's, yeah. he's, I'll tell you what, he's a talented kid, and I take nothing away from him, but I am just not a Trey Young guy. No. He just annoys me. It's the hair. It's for his me. hair. I can't stand it. I think it. it's his I, hair. It he's crazy. an annoying little yeah. Gerber baby ass little yeah. douchebag. You, you well, that, like, you seen that diaper oh, you box? You said it, not me. That was the word I was thinking of. Well, I mean, yeah. we don't, we don't like, like, we don't, we also don't like Steph Curry, but like, he's like Steph Curry light. He's a far yeah. more classy individual than Trey Young is. Well, yeah. I don't but, know. Well, I mean, they still, they do, but the problem is like, Trey, like, like at least Steph stuff, you could be like, okay, he's original, he's the one. Trey just yeah. tries to be Steph. Yeah, that's fair. And sometimes, sometimes, like he did against us, Oof. he succeeds and he's hitting threes from the logo yeah. and he looks un, un, unguardable. Yeah. There are times where that happens he's for phenom- Trey. Don't get me wrong. I, oh, he's fantastic. He's, he's absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's we're allowed. To, we're allowed to hate. I'm mad. We're allowed to I'm sports. Mad about it. Yeah, we're allowed to sports hate guys. Yeah. While still recognizing their Steph Curry is going to go down as one of the most influential basketball players of all time. Doesn't yeah. mean he's the greatest crazy. shooter of all time. Yeah, he's going to obliterate so many records. Yeah, do I, I think he's the greatest clutch him. player of all time? Hell no, no. But he's but his impact on the game is that undeniable. Remains. So, well, anyway, uh, we're mm. going real long in this episode. Tangents. So, but uh, yeah, so I, I think we're all in agreement that we're we're. The future is pretty bright yes. for the Cavs. Ultimately, we're going to look back and be like, "Hey, Evan, if Evan Mobley doesn't, win, if Evan Mobley doesn't win Rookie of the Year, it's an absolute crime." Was, when does that come out? Well, the Defensive Player of the Year was announced yesterday. That was Marcus Smart, which is I don't agree with, but yeah, I'm um, also a notorious Boston hater, so I'm just salty. I can right. I can own that, right? Um, so you didn't disagree with Kyrie either, did you? No. Okay. No. I don't like Kyrie. Just, I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that. That I would disagree with Kyrie, no matter who. Like, obviously, if it was against, if if he did that crap against like Cavs fans, okay, fine. Yeah, but if you're you, if, I don't care if it's Cavs fans or not. If you're hurling a bunch of racial insults, then you can get bent. Like, no, I I, I, I know, and yeah. and again, that's and, allegedly. I don't and, know and if really if people are doing that, then it they should be identified and they should be banned from the building. For well, the problem the problem is the problem is in Boston. It's it's it. You'd have to <laughs> identify the entire crowd, basically. Hard to determine who's again who. allegedly. But uh, but yeah, so so we're bullish on the Cavs. Uh, Evan Mobley, hopefully the rookie of the year. Uh, Darius Garland's up for most improved player of the year. I think he's definitely in the running for that. And uh, uh, Kevin Love up for six Kevin man. Love six man. I don't know. I don't know so much that he's going to get it, but I don't think so. But it's cool that he's even he's at least in the consideration. Which uh, I don't. He mean may to. have lost that award on Friday night by not getting played in the second. Ah uh, yeah, JB JB had a really rough night. Yeah, not, right. his, not his finest day. Well, anyway, uh, Ryan, appreciate you uh, coming back. Yeah, coming back home. Back. I He's coming it, it's home. Good, it's good to be back. Thank you for bringing the beer. Absolutely. And, Thanks for uh, it. yeah, so that's going to do it for us. So for Steven uh, and Ryan, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land. You can follow us on social media, at the LOTL Podcast. And we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.